I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It is Thursday, which means our dear, dear friend, Mark Lupo, Loopy Loop, is joining us. Hey, Mark, are you there? Hey, Rob. Hey, I see you're back in the city. How was um, a couple of days with Doris, your mommy? It was lovely. As per usual, we spent the entire time talking about you and the show. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's not true. I mean, I sort of wish it's true. I hope it's true to a little bit, but I really do hope it's not true. You and Doris have many, many more things than just Rob Shootay, surely. I don't know about that. I think you are of a highlight. You were the golden child now. God bless. Hey, Doris, if you're listening, and I know you are, hello, hello, hello. Hey, let's jump into the show. We've got so much gossip to get to. What time is it, my friends? It is. Tea, tea time. time. Thank you, Loopy. Uh, so Alec Baldwin uh, says that, quote, he did not pull the trigger in his first interview since the shooting. So Alec is giving his first interview since the Rust shooting, a preview that we saw on ABC News where he sits down with George Stephanopoulos. Alec is in tears, tears, talking about the death of the cinematographer on the set on October 21st. However, the real surprise is when George Stephanopoulos, who I've got to say, I just love him, Mark. Me too. Oh, he doesn't mess about. He asks the (laughs) questions. He asks Alec why he fired 
the gun when he wasn't supposed to fire the gun in the script. And Alec responded, quote, the trigger wasn't pulled. Mm. I didn't pull the trigger. So he never pulled the trigger. No, 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 no. Alec answered, quote, I would never point a gun at anybody and pull the trigger on them. Never. But he didn't go on to explain any more after that. Now, I should point out, Mark, this is just a clip. This is not the final interview. Uh George is such a good journalist, he had to ask a follow-up question. So if Alec did not pull the trigger, George is going to say, then how did the gun go off? I hope he says that. I think he will. What do you think? You know, Rob, this this trailer is so emotional and you're watching it. His the bags under his eyes. Like it's literally looks like he's been crying for weeks or months. I, I think Alec is in a very emotional state. I think my question is, why is he doing this now only one month after the shooting? Like he's in a lot of legal trouble and I wonder, will this ultimately hurt him in the long run? Oh, that's a very good question. It's actually our poll question of the day, which is why is he doing this and will it hurt him or will it help him? Anything he says in this interview, lawyers will be looking over. They're going to watch this interview really, Mm -hmm. really carefully. And you know what? They could even sequest ABC and ask for the outtakes. So Mm. legally, they could go to ABC and say, you know, we want the entire interview. When you do an interview, when a big celebrity sits down for an interview, what you see is not the whole interview. They edit these interviews. Unless it's live, these interviews are edited. I've seen celebrities sit down for maybe two hours, of which they've only used 45 minutes. So there's a lot more to this that we haven't seen that the lawyers could get their hands on. Why is he doing it? Is it ego? I just think back to Jussie Smollett and doing that interview with Robin Roberts. And I thought to myself, why are you locking yourself into this narrative? Because once it's aired, once it's out there with the public, you can never take it back. You can never take it back, can you? In my PR days, we'd think very hard about these type of interviews and would almost always come down to the same answer, which was no thank you. Mm -hmm. So everybody in the world is calling Alec. Everybody, Oprah, I guess, the Today Show, GMA has him because George got the interview. These interviews are very competitive and they have the big wigs call themselves. I've been in an office where Diane Sawyer called me to ask for an interview. Like, they go all out to get these interviews. So clearly George and Alec have a relationship. I'm sure ABC is thrilled they've got the interview. Mm -hmm. Goodness knows it's going to get huge ratings. But why would Alec do it? And once again, our poll question of the day is, is this going to help him or is it going to hurt him? Hey, go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob, or you can go to our Facebook page, Naughty Gossip, and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Loopy, what are you working on? Rob, you're going to love this story. Ben Affleck is opening up about how Benefer 2.0 came to be. I love it already. <laughs> I know you too. Okay, so of the rebooted romance, Ben told our friends at the Wall Street Journal, he said, quote, one of the harder lessons I've had to learn is that it's not wise to share everything with the world. I just don't want to be talking about my personal relationship in the newspaper. Mm. Hmm, but Rob. Good point, of course, good point. Alex could good, do with listening to this. Good point. It's a, it's a good point. I don't know if I believe it totally, but it's a good point. <laughs> when he was pressed on how it restarted, like, who called who first, 
other details, he made it clear that while it's a great story, mm-hmm. it might not be one we'll ever know. We will. He'll tell we us. We will. We will. So Ben said, quote, <laughs> I can say that it's definitely beautiful to me. My life now reflects not just the person that I want to be, but the person that I really feel like I am, which is oh. not perfect, but somebody who tries very hard and cares very much about being honest, authentic, and accountable. I like it. I like it too. Do you think this is a new Ben? Do you think he's he's changed no. his ways? No, no. This ben, Ben's already told us the story. So I love people with the like, I can't tell you this, but. And then Ben yeah. tells us. So one sentence before Ben actually reveals that it's one hell of a story, he tells us he cannot talk about it. He cannot help himself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ben wouldn't be on the cover of the Wall Street Journal if it wasn't for maybe being back with Jennifer Lopez. I don't know if that's totally true. He's a big actor <laughs> and he does have a movie coming out. But you've got to admit, there's more interest in Ben now because he's with J-Lo than there was before. And the big question we all want to ask is not what it was like filming your movie. How did you get in character? We want to know about J-Lo. And so he's already teased us that it's one hell of a story. It's a big story. He even teased later on that maybe he will tell this story (laughs) one day. And then he said, maybe I'll write it. So now we're going to get a movie of the two of them getting back together. Ben, he teases us. He teases us. Can't does, but, but look at us. We love it, Rob. We, we're like it. two kids. Just We're oh, waiting for it. the candy. We I love this. It. I loved it. I, I read this interview twice. It's a long interview, too. The Wall Street Journal, too long for me. I like little short stories. I'm not me the too. biggest read. I know. More than 100 words. Too much. I like a quick, short story. Yes, yes, like, yes What yes. are you wanting? 10 words or less. Just the highlights. <laughs> and so I poured over it. I've glanced over the stuff about the movie. Very nice. I can't even remember the name of it. But when uh, I saw Jennifer Lopez's name, oh, I stopped. <laughs> I read slowly. He's such a tease, though. He's such a tease. Look at this quote. Maybe one day I'll tell you, quote. I'll write it all out. He's going to make a movie about it. He went on to say that he's very lucky uh, and he has benefited a lot from second chances. And he's aware of the fact that often people don't get a second chance. He added, because he can't stop talking about her, that his reunion with Jennifer wouldn't have happened unless he had learned from difficulties in the past. He's talking about Mm. his substance abuse there. Ben, come on. When are you going to tell us? Tomorrow? The next day? When do you predict? I predict by the end of next week we'll know this. Oh, I mean, details will emerge every month for the next year, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Ben, we know what you're up to. Hey, moving along, Chris Cuomo calls his CNN suspension embarrassing, but he went on to say that he understands what is going on. So Chris is no longer on CNN, but Chris is still doing his radio show on Sirius XM, Mm. which I thought was a bit strange. I thought he would disappear, but no, no, no. (laughs) So he's rattling on on his morning show, and he said the following, Hey, everybody, it's Chris Cuomo. Let's get after it. Oh, I love that little catchphrase of his. Let's get after it. Quick note. I've been suspended from CNN. Oh, now I'm listening. Oh. <laughs> you know this already. It hurts to even say it. It's embarrassing. But I understand it, and I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. So he goes on to say that he's been indefinitely, that means we don't know the ending, suspended, sidelined after the investigation of his brother revealed that Chris was more involved than we thought in the past. He went on to apologise, but is he oversharing too? Rob, you know, I think what happens with these CNN, MSNBC anchors, they become like big celebrities, or they have become big celebrities in the pandemic, and their egos have soared. And I think that we all were so 
glued to our TVs during the pandemic and CNN capitalized on the fact that Chris was related to the governor of New York and they brought him on. But as we know, as journalists, the the one thing you can't do is interview your friends or family. It just compromises your integrity as a journalist. It compromises the outlet you work for. And I think CNN put him in a precarious position. And now look what happened. He's out of the job and they've lost their integrity as a news network. You're really, really smart, Mark. I don't talk about people that I think I'm friendly with. The few celebrities that I know, and there's not that many, but there's a few. I just don't talk about them. I don't criticize them but I don't praise them either. They're mm-hmm. just not part of this podcast. And I think that's a really wise way, a wise decision, a wise direction to go in. They went down this road. We had the Chris and Andrew comedy hour for week <laughs> after week. It was like a variety show, Mark. It I was. used to turn on CNN at nine o'clock and see these two yucking it up, talking uh, about their mother's meatballs. Oh, I, lo- I loved it. At the time, I couldn't get enough of it. Did you? Now. I- oh, I loved it. You didn't like okay. it? Like the it. cotton swab, the big cotton. Oh. I'm like, this is is this CNN or is this like oh. what is this the Naughty But Nice show? What's going on here? <laughs> That's why I liked it. That's why I liked it. Remind me, right. remind me of this silly show. But now he's paying a price. I don't know if he can get back from this. I don't know how they forgive this. Now CNN did forgive. Jeffrey Tubin, who was mm. caught masturbating on the Zoom. Now, that's mm-hmm. not good either. But <laughs> there's a difference between that and not being forthcoming to your boss. Insiders are telling me what Ugh. really got Chris in trouble here was not the fact he helped his brother. We're going to help our family, let's be honest. You would help Jonathan. You would. Of course, you would help yeah, your brother. Uh-huh. I'd help my brother Douglas. He wasn't truthful to the boss of CNN. So when they asked him at CNN, do you have any more to tell us? He should have said, yes. I sent all these texts and all these emails. They wouldn't have liked it. But it's better. I always find this true. And I've messed up a lot. I always find it's better to just get it all out there. So when somebody asks you, when you get caught, don't be coy. Just say, I also did this. Just get it out there. It's horrible. Get it out there. But Come just on, get it out Chris. there. Because drip by drip, it certainly isn't good. Hey, what is going on with Kim and Kanye? Are they back together? Uh, well, that's what I'm wondering, Rob. So Kim and Kanye were spotted out together with their daughter north they reunited to celebrate the life of their longtime friend and late designer virgil abloh at his posthumous presentation for louis vuitton rob you know he just passed away not too long ago as it was a surprise to all of us so kim and kanye were spotted on the front row of this presentation in miami this is the first time we've seen them since Kim has been spotted out with SNL star Pete mm-hmm. Davidson. I know Kanye's been lobbying. He's been begging Kim publicly to get back with him. Do you think this is a sign or is this just I them think, being friendly to each I other? I think this is just being decent. Uh, yeah. a, a really talented, really beautiful individual passed way, way too young. And it just goes to show you, for all the screaming and the shouting that mm-hmm. we do around Kim and Kanye, and they do it themselves, they're adults. And when it comes to something as important uh, as someone's death, you mm-hmm. have to come together. This is not a moment for those two uh, to be misbehaving. It's a funeral. I know it's a fashion show, but basically this is a wake. The gentleman has passed. This is his final collection. Mm. This is saying goodbye. If you can't be a decent person under these circumstances, then you really are terrible. They rose to the moment, I think. They did, and I love that they brought their daughter in, and they had the, they had North sit in between them. It, yes. it seemed like a family moment and something really special. And I think that's a really symbolic 
symbolic gesture too. Remember after Bill Clinton was caught with Monica, the next time we saw the two Clintons together, Chelsea was in between them. Oh, yes. And so I think putting North in between Mommy and Daddy, she's literally the bridge that brings them together. This relationship is over. I know Kanye wants Kim back, but my Kim sources tell me it's not happening. It's, it's, It's over. But... They will always be in each other's lives because of the children. And I like to see, and you don't see it often enough, I like to see adults acting as adults. As ridiculous, Mark, as you and I can be, we can rise to the occasion. When something happens and you have to be professional, you have to suck it up, please do it. And so I'm really impressed with... Kim, I knew Kim could do it. I wasn't sure Kanye could. And the fact he could turn up here, not make it about himself, not start crying, not start screaming at Kim, Mm -hmm. tells you there is another side of Kanye, which we always knew, because she wouldn't have stayed with him as long as she did had there not been. And so I'm really glad we got to see this. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. 
Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, with our dear friend, Mark Lupo. Hey, Lupi, let's get to the polls. da 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 <laughs> You're very so silly, thank you. <laughs> Bethany Frankel uh, and her ex Jason Hoppy uh, are still uh, battling over their daughter. She's now 11. Ugh. So, uh, will these two ever stop fighting? Let's have a look. Ooh. 90% said never. <laughs> They're never going to stop. I'm so sick of these two fighting. Uh, Where are you? I'm so sick of it, but I think Rob. As long as it keeps Bethany in the headlines, this is not going to end. I hate to say it. I think I'm with you on this one. I think this is just about being rewarded for a decades of bad behaviour. The problem is with The Real Housewives is if you are rewarded for being awful for a decade, you get paid a lot of money, you become famous. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. when it goes away, you miss it and you apply those same rules, those same techniques to your real life. This is not an episode of Bravo. This is real life. There's an 11-year-old little girl involved here. You two knock it off terrible. Okay, don't forget to vote <laughs> on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our noisest of the day. Oh, Rob, Hilaria Baldwin's going to love this one. It's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> the reason is because his new West Side Story is earning early praise for admitting English subtitles. Let me explain. So the movie is populated with a diverse ensemble of supporting cast of Puerto Rican actors, characters, I should say, who are played entirely by Latinx actors. Wow. I know. It's so great. And the movie, it's it's really good. To add a touch of authenticity, Spielberg made the choice to not subtitle any of the Spanish dialogue that's heard throughout the film. So Rob, if you don't speak Spanish, there will be moments on screen where the text will not be there to fill you in what's going on. I love it. I love it. It's so authentic. And you know what? We know West Side Story. We know mm-hmm. it. You could do mm-hmm. the whole movie in Spanish and I know what's happening. I know the story of it. Recently, I saw a production of Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. It's native language. In Yiddish. Amazing. And I knew what was happening because I'd seen the movie 10 times and I yeah. knew the melodies. I knew the songs. And so I think this is just fantastic. I yeah. hear it is great. I haven't seen it yet. It comes out next week. A few of my yeah. friends were lucky enough to see a preview, a screening, and yep. they said, this is the movie we need right now. Everybody is singing and dancing, and Aww. it still breaks your heart. I can't wait. Mm. Hey, hey, our nicest of the day. What is nicest in Spanish? What's nice? Uh, simpatico? We'll let that go. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't correct you because I don't know. There you go. Simpatico. We'll ask, we'll ask Norris. Okay. <laughs> and now our naughtiest of the day. Naughty, 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 naughty. So people have 
started a petition to ask Will Smith to stop talking about his marriage. Uh. It's very naughty, but I do understand where you're getting at here. Mm. So Will Smith has kept on talking about his private life. We know everything about every sex position he's ever been involved in, about mm. his orgasms. We know no. that he wanted to murder his father. I mean, Will, girl, Will. <laughs> so it's now people are saying, stop it, stop talking as we speak, the petition has almost 3,000 signatures. One person wrote, quote, I've learned more about this family in the past three months than I have learned in the past 10 years. Oh my God, so what true. do you think? Are the Smiths oversharing? You know, last week, Rob, on Thanksgiving, when we oh. were dissecting Will's sperm account, oh. I'm like, I've had enough. I, I, can't, I, can't, enough. I can't do any more of this. This is, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Hey, <laughs> I know it is the day. And now it's time for a moment of Rob. You get a Rob, you get a Rob, you get a Rob. Doesn't it feel great when somebody reaches out to you for no other reason other than to say hello? So if it feels so great, <laughs> why don't we do it more often? We have a superpower in the palm of our hands. It's our phones. Hey, text somebody and don't do it because you want something. That's the trick here. So mm -hmm. I will always reach out to you when I want to talk about gossip or when I want something, when I want to be on your TV show, your radio show. I'm really aggressive. But I also reach out to people all the time just to say, hi, try <laughs> to do it. Just try to reach out to somebody today that you haven't spoken to in a really long time. And I bet you, you will make their day. But more importantly, you will make yours too. Mark, do you reach out to people you haven't spoke to in a while? Uh, sometimes, but I can tell you this, Rob, whenever you reach out to me just to chit-chat or gossip, it always brightens my day. So oh. maybe you'll call me soon. Never. You never know. You <laughs> never know. Of course I will. Hey, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Mark show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And remember, all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. <laughs> It's naughty but nice with Rob! It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B &B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater, and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in LA. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app.
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.